0: Hello, and welcome to According to John. Today, we're going to be talking about the priest and the prostitute. One of the things I want to talk to you about is the difference in worshiping God, loving Jesus, if you will, being humble and not prideful. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray your hand upon this time. Father, I pray that you would just speak through me, give me clarity of speech, and Father, give all of us. Clarity of hearing in Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, uh, I am your host, John Westfall, and we're going to look at a passage in Scripture. And the passage is in Luke, if you wish to go into Luke chapter 7, and we're going to start in verse 36. There's a few things that are going on here, and I'm just going to walk through this. I want you to understand exactly what's going on in this passage. And so I'm going to break it down, give you some manners and customs and and what the day should have looked like for this time. In verse 36, it says, then one of the Pharisees asked him, Jesus, to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. Now, the Pharisee would have been the modern day priest. He is the guy that was the uh, quote unquote religious leader of the day. And he asked Jesus over for dinner. I don't think he asked Jesus over for dinner because he really wanted to get to know him. I, you know, I've, I've read the commentaries, and it pretty much is a setup, which is what they did a lot with Jesus back in the day. They just wanted to set him up so that uh, they could try to trick him and show that he wasn't the Messiah. So he invites him over to the house. Verse 37, and behold, behold, let me get your attention because this is an important thing that is about to happen A woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. Now, this woman, and I think that's the reason why the passage here says behold. Because this isn't a normal woman. It's not a normal occasion. And it's something that we need to pay attention to. You know, so many times we talk about how we love Jesus, but we don't give him anything. We talk about how much we want Jesus, but we don't want him in everything of our life. We talk about how great Jesus is, but is there really a sacrifice on our part to demonstrate to not only to Jesus, but to the world that Jesus is special and that he means something to us. So this woman that she basically invites herself to the house. Now, before you go, wait a minute, what's going on? That's not normal not for someone to just invite themselves. In this case, it was. Jesus is the Messiah, and he's a rabbi. He's a teacher. And anytime a rabbi is invited to someone's dinner table, people are allowed to stop by to sit down and listen to what they have to say. And then we go, okay, so the woman invites herself. Well, here's another part of this. The woman is believed to be a prostitute, which means she's unclean not to be touched, especially by a holy person, such as the Pharisees, the self-righteous religious leaders. And she comes into the house, she just invites herself, shows up, but she's about to teach all of us, especially Simon, the Pharisee, the host, a big lesson. Says, and behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. Man. She realizes Jesus is the Messiah. She completely understands that as a sinner would be, she's definitely one and not just a sinner, but she is unclean. And we're going to read that here further on. She's unclean. To be touched by her would be to make yourself unclean. And so she's standing behind Jesus weeping. And verse 38 goes on. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Wow. Understand what's going on here. Jesus comes into the house. Now they wore sandals back in the day. The roads were dusty. So naturally the feet would get dirty and it would be a common courtesy. (laughs) It's a courtesy, especially of that culture that if someone was invited to your home, they would come into your home and you would, if you didn't you would at least offer them water to wash their feet. But usually, you would wipe their feet for them. You would clean their feet. Simon hadn't done any of this. And here comes this prostitute, this unclean woman, weeping, realizing, I believe, that she's in the presence of the Messiah and that he could change her life. And she is so appreciative of what Jesus could give her And the fact that just being in the very presence of God, that she is weeping, using her tears to clean his feet, and then she kisses his feet. I am in awe of the fact that she is kissing his feet. It shows a few things here. One, it shows um, the utmost respect. The host didn't even do that. It shows submission. The host didn't do that. And it shows affection. The host didn't give Jesus any affection. See, one of the problems is he saw Jesus. He invited Jesus into his house. But there was no relationship. There was no reverence. There was no respect. And I think that's what happens a lot today, and especially with with Christians, that Oh, we believe in Jesus, or we say a prayer and we invite Jesus into our house, maybe being our heart, but do we really appreciate what he's done? Do we really appreciate who he is and what salvation truly means? Or do we just get caught up in this social aspect of church and we want to be a part of something and, oh, I'm a Christian because that's a good thing, which I don't know about today, uh, being a Christian. I don't know if it's so good today in the world's opinion, but I will tell you it is the best thing yesterday, today, and forever to be a true Christian, a worshiper of Jesus Christ. And that's what we see this woman doing. This woman is worshiping Jesus Christ. In the most humble way possible, by cleaning his feet, by kissing his feet. We go on here in verse 39, because in 38 it says, uh, she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. The oil is a key thing that we're going to see here in just a second. Verse 39, now when the Pharisee, Simon Who had invited him saw this. He spoke to himself, and understand he didn't say this out loud. He spoke to himself. It was within himself that he says, "This man, referencing Jesus, if he were a prophet, he would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner." Now, again, remember we've already said that more than likely she's a prostitute the way he's talking about her treating her she's well known in the community as being a very unclean woman verse 40 and i jesus answers simon's thoughts and and i love this because he does it in such a way i tell people it was like this this beat down where he just right right just smack him around a little bit now i don't know if jesus would do that but i find i find a lot of humor in this because Jesus says in verse 40, Simon, I have something to say to you. Simon, remember now, Jesus isn't the only one there. There's more than likely, there's more house guests there. There's more Pharisees there. There's others there that Simon has probably invited Jesus in to maybe even try to embarrass him in front of the crowd. And so there's several people there. And he says, Simon... I have something to say to you very specific, Simon, you specifically, I need you to hear this. Uh, So in verse 40, Simon says, teacher, say it like what's on your mind. Verse 41, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Now understand a denarii is a day's wages. So you're talking 500 days worth of salary. And fifty days worth of salary. So 41, let me read that again. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed five hundred denarii, and the other fifty. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, talking to Simon, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, You have judged rightly verse 44. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, guys, I want you to see Jesus. You know, I say that he kind of put a smack down on Simon, but the the reality is Jesus is trying to teach Simon a lesson. Now Simon is religious and Simon thinks way more of himself than he should. And of course, remember Simon's got a crowd in his house. There's many here at the dinner table. And obviously I believe he would be very concerned about what other people thought. I can't bow down to this man. I don't even believe he's a prophet, let alone the Messiah. And yet we saw the exact opposite with the prostitute. She came in and she had no concern, none, not, not the first concern of anybody in the house. Anybody in the room, she comes in, she's weeping. She is shedding tears, using her tears to wipe Jesus's feet. She is taking her, her hard earned money, regardless of how she earned it. And she is spending it on Jesus. She's wiping his feet. She's taking her hair. Listen, she is so humble in, in, Reverencing Jesus, that not one person anywhere came into her mind. She had no concern about the room. But what about you? But do you have a concern about who's in the room before you talk about Jesus? Do you have a concern about when someone comes into the room, if you're talking about Jesus, that you stop? Do you have a concern that if you're loving Jesus, what will somebody else think? Let me say this. If you do, if that's you, you're not worshiping Jesus. You're not worshiping God. As a matter of fact, the one that comes in the room that causes you to stop talking about Jesus, you value that person more than you value God, more than you value Jesus specifically. There is no way, there's no way, there's no way that you can love Jesus more than anything or anybody else if anything or anyone else stops you from talking about him, stops you from worshiping him, stops you from crying out to him, stops you from reverencing him. Anybody that has that power over you to stop you from worshiping Jesus, that's your God, at least at the moment. Because you think more of that person than you do your Savior if Jesus is your Savior. This woman, she didn't care. Look at Jesus says about her, and he points it out to Simon. Simon, I have something to say to you. And he shares this parable with him of the the money and the, the, the debtors. And in verse 44, it says this, then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, and I love this because Jesus doesn't look at Simon and say, let me get my point across to you. Jesus looks at the woman and I'm thinking, I, listen, I don't know, right? I'm reading into this and in maybe what Jesus was thinking or feeling, but I have this feeling that Jesus looks deep into this woman's eyes. And I'm thinking that Jesus has this, this love for her. Like he has this, this compassion for her. And that as he is telling Simon all that Simon did wrong, he's telling this woman all that she did right. This is a powerful moment. He goes on in 44. It says, then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. And and the crazy thing is, guys, this water, Simon the Pharisee, the priest, he would have given it to anyone, but he didn't even offer it to Jesus. That tells you where his heart is and who he is. But the woman, the woman didn't cease from being at the feet of Jesus. Verse 46, he goes on, tells Simon, Simon, you did not anoint my head with oil. And, and it would have just been a little bit of oil anointed on the head. That would have been common practice in that day. Now I know, Today, we're not kissing and hugging and all of that. But in this day, that was common practice. So to not do it spoke volumes about Simon. He says here, you didn't anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil, my feet, the humility in all of this. Therefore, I say to you, Simon, her sins, which are many, Jesus recognizes it, they are forgiven. (laughs) They're forgiven. They're not forgiven because she's a woman and Simon's a man. They're not forgiven because she put oil on his feet. And Simon didn't, or because she cried at his feet and Simon didn't, or she cleaned his feet and Simon didn't. Listen, I'm telling you, her sins were forgiven because her heart was sold out to Jesus. Her love was for Jesus. And oh my goodness, it goes on. So let's let's read it here. So he says here in verse 46, You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Verse 47. Therefore, I say to you, Simon, remember he's talking to Simon, her sins, which are many are forgiven for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. She realized she was a sinner, but, but I'm going to tell you this, man, we're all sinners. And to be forgiven. Yeah, some of us worse than others. I mean, if you've listened to my podcast uh, for any length of time, you realize that before Jesus, I wasn't a nice guy, and I definitely wasn't a good guy. But, man, Jesus saved me. I, I, I say I was gutter scum, and he took me out of the gutter. i sold my life out to serve him. Whatever he wants, I'm I'm there to say yes and pray that I always say yes and don't let anything get in the way of that. This woman, man, she loved Jesus because he was the Messiah. She loved Jesus because she was sold out to him. And so here Jesus says, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. See, the Pharisee, the priest, Simon, he already thought he was righteous, and he was religious, and he was prideful, and he was arrogant, and, oh, I'm not like her. Oh, her sin is deep and long, just ask any man in town. I'm not like her. But the reality was, he was worse than her. She recognized she was a sinner. She recognized she needed a savior, and she realized Jesus was it. Simon? Simon? The priest, the righteous, religious man, he was still in desperate need of forgiveness, in desperate need of a Savior. Verse 48, then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. 49, and those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Verse 50 goes on. Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Let me tell you, the woman wasn't saved because of the alabaster. She wasn't saved because of all the money she poured out on Jesus' feet. She wasn't saved because of her tears. She wasn't saved because her hair wiped her tears clean. She was saved because she believed. She believed that Jesus was who he said he was as he walked through town. She believed that Jesus could heal and that Jesus could forgive. And she believed that she could be forgiven if she could just get to Jesus, the priest. The priest, on the other hand, he couldn't get past himself. He he couldn't... He couldn't see his need for a savior because he already thought he had all the answers. Guys, let me help you out here today. Her sins were forgiven because she believed. She had faith in Jesus Christ. And if you're ever gonna get to heaven, it is through Jesus and Jesus alone. There is no other way. And if you're already saved, if you've already been born again, you've asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, Do you love him? And before you answer that, are you willing to pour out your earnings? Are you willing to spend time at Jesus' feet? If you're not there, ask yourself where your relationship with Jesus is. And understand this. If we become like the woman and we just go to Jesus weeping, yeah, weeping, weeping is repentance. Weeping is not just, I'm sorry, I messed up, forgive me of my sins, but weeping is, I am ever, ever so sorry. I am repenting. I am coming to you, Jesus, because I have sinned against you and you only. I mean, what is your attitude when it comes to your sin? Does it matter that you've offended Jesus? Does it matter that you've walked away? Or do you just sit back and do this one, which I hear all the time as a pastor. It is so frustrating. Well, Jesus knows my heart. And you're right. He knows your heart. And he also knows that if you're not willing to give up your sin, your heart's not for him, that your heart is for your sin. Be very careful. Be very careful. And I pray, listen, guys, I'm telling you, I'm asking you to really just look at yourself, to look in your heart, to look at your relationship with Jesus Christ. To look at the fruit. To ask yourself, Do I care what people think about me and the way I feel about Jesus? Do I go silent about Jesus when certain people are around, but I'll talk freely about Jesus when other people are around? If you go silent, question your relationship. Your pride is high. It's all about you. And I pray that humility sets in and, Each and every one of us become like the woman, the prostitute. (laughs) My sins are many, but Jesus, you are the Messiah, and you can wash me clean, white as snow, and then just fall at the feet of Jesus and not care who sees you or who hears you. When you get to that point, your relationship with Jesus is spot on. Until then, it's just spotty. Hey guys, I hope that this has helped you. And if it has, please share, like, subscribe, follow, help me get this podcast out, help me to get it to grow. If you find it beneficial and let me challenge you look in the mirror, be honest with yourself and then fall at the feet of Jesus in humility understanding he's the savior that can deliver us until next week god bless